shatter the glass. Hello, Kiana. How you doing? Hi, Zane. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, it's great to have you. And from a long ways away, you're in New York. I'm in Leduc, Alberta currently. So it's it's really cool to connect from such a far distance. It is. And it reminds me of the message that you sent me. I was asking, why did you title the show Shadow the Glass? And I love the idea of breaking the barriers and finding common ground. And, and look at this, like Zoom, bringing people together from a distance. Very cool. Yeah, totally. No, I, I love getting together with uh, different people from different avenues, different backgrounds, different industries, and just coming together and sharing something insightful for our audience, because that's what it's all about. It's a learning journey. We're all on a learning journey, and I'm just happy to connect with you on this. And uh, to lead the show off today, you wanted to record uh, some music and share some of your poetry, which I love reading all the time on Instagram. We got a really tight-knit community over there, always supporting each other and what whatnot. So uh, the floor is yours. Please uh, don't let me keep you. Let's, let's hear it. I'd love to. Uh, this is a piece called We Let Go, and it was inspired by a prompt in August from one of the writers who's really active in our community, Ryan. You can find him at, at Ryan Writes Words, and he does monthly prompts. In the month of August, he had this really insightful prompt, Is It a Coincidence or a Sign? So I spent time from August all the way to January recording footage of the the change of seasons what that looks like uh in terms of leaves changing on the trees um snowfall and it was a cool way for me to explore is the change of seasons like a coincidence or a sign what it's like to go through seasons as arboreal species like trees and then also humans so this is a piece called we let go awesome orange leaves peek out tiny green buds fall colors are blooming in the morning sun is this a coincidence or a sign of new things to come thoughts sweep my mind like an autumn breeze do the branches expect new life when they freeze? Do the trees get nostalgic when they lose their leaves? How can things change yet still remain the same? Matter's never destroyed, it just gets rearranged. The only thing constant in this life is change. We let go of what we don't need so. We can have more energy to grow. Sometimes we look empty and other people might not know the reason. But maybe we're preparing for the next season. Thank you for listening. Oh, I love those chords. That was so nice. Well done, Kiana. I, I applaud you. Oh, that was beautiful. I, I love that theme too. Change. Change is such an interesting topic, hey? It is. And change as represented in the leaves and the lack of leaves. It's such a visual display of change of seasons. And I know on our previous episode of Shadow the Glass, we talked about nature and how ideas for writing 
can really be found when we take the time to explore natural surroundings. So I know that's some common ground that we have. So I was happy to bring that piece here so we could discuss that. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you for sharing again, Kiana. And, you know, you can always have endless content when you refer to the seasons when you write stuff. You know, it's very symbolic in a lot of ways. And it represents our ability to grow as humans as well, our ability to adapt and transition to new phases, you know, and and it's something that we also struggle with, you know, would you agree? I do agree. I think that sometimes we get so used to what's familiar that when we have to try to go outside our comfort zone to grow, it uh, we might have some resistance, you know, accepting that it's time to do something new. Me personally, I really like change. I really like the idea of progress. I'm motivated by progress and I'm motivated by exploring new things. But but I have a lot of friends who are are more comfortable with what's familiar. So I've kind of I've kind of learned to see from from both of those perspectives. It's interesting interesting you mentioned that because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the the color spectrum when it comes to personality types. You know, oh, I, I, I want to learn about this. Tell me more. Yeah, well, they have different colors that represent different types of personalities. You know, you can be more of like a numbers person. You can be more of like a uh, a blunt person that just, you know, speaks aloud and isn't afraid to say what they want to say, you know, um, very abrupt. And then there's people who are more quiet and reserved. And then you have someone who's very in tune with their feelings. And that's kind of where I fit in. I have a blue personality. So blue is kind of about being very connected to the past and not wanting to move forward sometimes, which is, it's a blessing and a curse, especially creatively. You know, it's, I think it's good to be in, in connection with your feelings if you're going to be artistic, right? It can bring out some of the best uh, performance, whether you're a, a performing music artist or you're a writer, you know, and, um, but it also works against you because, you know, if you have a bad breakup or, you know, something dramatically changes in your life, you struggle to move on. You struggle to detach yourself from those emotions. Uh, what could be possibly years down the road, you can still have like a strong connection to it. You kind of moved on, but you still kind of linger with it. And obviously that can hold you back. That's like an anchor in your, in your chest a little bit, you know, that heavy feeling you get. So mm-hmm. that's one of those reasons why it's a bit of a downfall, but it's also very good to be artistically creative that way as well, because you just are so connected with all your feelings. So that's what it means to be a blue person. Wow, that's really interesting. And it sounds interesting that if you're connected to the past, do you feel like you could um, tap into your past memories and like you could really visualize those details? So that's why you can you can write about those details from the past because you could really visualize them even years later. Oh, absolutely. And as you get more deeper into the future and and further away from the past, sometimes you can almost reimagine things to make it seem like this happened, but not that. So your perception can actually get distorted even a little bit too. So that's something you have to watch out for because it's almost like an imagination, right? It it makes you um, see something entirely differently because of how much time has passed. You don't necessarily know exactly what happened anymore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, this color theory is really interesting. I wonder what 
color I would be. Is there like an online resource or a quiz that you would recommend that I take? Oh, I'm sure there is. There's something. I think you just type in like color spectrum according to personality or something like that. What would you, what would you maybe say that your your like personality wise description wise? Huh. I would like to see like I guess what is it? It's like Roy G. Biv. Those are the options red orange green like the basic colors yeah there's even a gold one but i'm not quite familiar with that i'd have to do more research but i just it was very generalized so okay i could relate to a lot of what you're saying about blue uh blue also happens to be my favorite color so i wonder if that has something to do with it Hmm. but um and it's interesting that the blue is linked to creativity because something that's important to me is meditation and I like to meditate on like the different energy centers of the human body and the throat chakra is for creativity and it's symbolized by the color blue so that's pretty cool right on sounds like we're both a little blue yeah (laughs) we got the blues (laughs) we got the blues we're not feeling blue but we got the blues (laughs) yeah right on so Well, first of all, I want to say that is the coolest looking poster behind you there. I love the look of the cosmos. That looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a tapestry fabric. I bought it online. And um, it's a great way to easily access splashes of color. And they're easy to change because you can set them up with like a little uh, command hook and a little clip. And then just swap them out. I've got a few different ones. Uh, But this one is my favorite because it kind of reminds me to think of the big picture. And I like that reminder uh, because it helps me to put things in perspective. And, yeah, it's it's also pretty trippy. I like it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it is trippy, hey? (laughs) That's really cool. I got kind of a boring room in here. There's there's nothing exciting. Just just painted walls and a mirror. It could be calming. Like, I only have a few tapestries up. I have, like, one on this wall. I have another one on that wall. And then that's pretty much it because I feel like it's not overstimulating. I, and I used to have a whole I used to have a bulletin board with, like, tons of quotes and pictures and everything. And it was um, it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. So since I made some new decor decisions, I, I really like this um, this simplified version. There's a there's a, a decor style where it's like um, I'm forgetting the the name of it, but it's like minimalism. There it is, minimalism. It's like only what's necessary, and kind of finding peace in the in the in the quiet and the lack of visualized chaos which i would call my my old bulletin board visualized chaos because there was just way too much stuff happening on there this is a lot better for me <laughs> oh right on i can totally relate to that 100 <laughs> percent. so kiana just to kind of shift into the uh, real creative realm here because that's that's our that's both of our uh, our big avenue um i want to get your thoughts on the songwriting process I know that you write a lot of songs, you write a lot of poetry, and you share a lot of it online, as you did here today. I'm just curious, what goes into your creative process? I really love that question, because um, I'm, I'm just hot off the creative process. The the chords that I shared in We Let Go, I wrote this morning, and I feel like I can really speak to the creative process as I 
just experienced it. So for, for, I like to use chord progressions and I like to use a key that represents the overall feel. Like for example, we let go, even though it has the title, we let go, which, which may have a lot of negative connotations for me, the poem is overall reflective, um, and healing and it helped me find renewed strength when I wrote it. So overall, it's it's got a positive vibe. So I chose E major because it's much more positive than E minor. <laughs> Do you find that um, picking the key for your songs is also a decision based on the lyrical content? Or is it based on something else for you? Um, it depends on what I'm feeling, really. Like, I, I'm a really spontaneous sort of creator. I write very much in the moment. I don't always spend hours on end thinking about a concept. I just capitalize on my raw emotions in the current state they are. You know, whether I saw a bug fly across my my line of vision, or a bird singing outside, or it's sunny out, or something bad happened to me that day. It just really depends on what I'm feeling in the moment, and I just craft it all together. I try to keep it as pure as possible, just to really bring out just the rawness so it's untarnished and and not tinkered to the point where it almost feels maybe a little too artificial at that point you know that's cool so it sounds like you're really honing in on what you're feeling in that present moment and representing in the music that's awesome yeah i get inspiration especially from the band nirvana i remember Mm. dave dave Grohl said in an interview one time he was talking about the creative process for when nirvana would make music and they said it was very natural you know they would you know go into a studio and just start playing something they didn't really necessarily go in with a huge plan they just started to play music and that would become a song and i just i found that to be very interesting especially too when uh dave grohl who's now the the lead guy for foo fighters love that guy um Yeah, yeah he's great uh he mentioned how you know, we didn't always spend too much time thinking, oh, that note needs to be in this key and and you have to sing it like this. It was kind of just, it became in the moment. And I just thought that that was the coolest thing ever. I I took some major inspiration for that. What do you think? That is cool. I I do really like that, especially because they're going to the, the members of Nirvana, they're going into the studio and, you know, there's there's more than one person there. So it's interesting that if, if each member of the band is really contributing uh, what they're feeling in that moment, that's some pretty cool synergy that's happened with them because their music has resonated with so many people for years and years. So they really had like a really great understanding whether it was something that they noticed consciously or even subconsciously. It sounds like they had like a really good uh, understanding among each other that worked really well in music. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you just, you just strum a chord and and post it, right? Like obviously some, some thought went into the editing a little bit, you know, like I'm sure they had a process for that after the fact, just to have a quality check. Right. And I believe in that of course too, but you know, I think it's really important to kind of share some, I, I mentioned this on a past episode, how there's beauty in, in a flawed performance of a human, right? We're not perfect. Not sure. So it's it's good to be relatable that way, I think. Show your vulnerability, essentially. I agree. Yeah. There's um 
recently, well, a few months ago, um, the musician, he used to be from Brooklyn, shout out, <laughs> local artist, <laughs> now he moved to California, but his name's Jonathan Singletary, and he recorded um, like an EP of his collection of recorded piano instrumentals. And something that he talked about on Instagram Live was that, yeah, like there's mistakes. Sometimes he hits a note that's out of key, but he kept it in the recording because he wanted to celebrate the the beauty in the mistakes and and, and not being perfect. And, and that's real. So it's cool that he was celebrating that publicly. That's very cool. I, I admire the hell out of that. That's uh, it's, it's bold. It's a bold thing to do too, right? You don't know how it's going to be perceived. And then, you know, that reminds me, too, of another time um, I, I heard this story about Radiohead. Mm-hmm. You know that song, Creep? Yeah. Great song, right? Oh, yeah. Very I'm depressing. The, the solo and those really fast notes that they hit. Yeah. You know that part where he's like, didn't, didn't, but I'm a creep. You know, like like that, that guitar that like kind of like pounds it hard just before the chorus. Yeah. Apparently... And, and don't necessarily quote me on this, but I heard a story where I thought that that was not necessarily like meant to be in the song. It was actually like a form of um, in the studio when they were recording it. I think the lead guitarist was like angry at that point. And so he was like strumming his guitar really hard in anger. And it was just not even supposed to be part of the recording, but it got included anyways. And it just sounds the way it does today. And it's like, wow. <laughs> That's wow. like, that's something from nothing right there. <laughs> yeah, it really adds a lot of intensity. It adds a good build up to the chorus. I'm glad they kept it. Mm-hmm. Very cool stuff. Yeah, and I like that we're talking about bands that are influential. A band that's influential to me is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. I really like how um, there's interviews where they've talked about their guitarist and how he makes decisions about how to best represent the lyrics through decisions he makes on the guitar. And they were saying that, you know, if there's a song or even if a way that he's feeling, uh, if he feels like he's reached clarity about something in his life, he'll choose a clean guitar tone. So it's not, um, you know, buzzing with distortion. It'll be a nice clean tone. And I thought that was really cool. And that's something that's influenced my, my creative process. Um, there's two versions now of We Let Go. Um, the acoustic version is a new one that I, I wrote this morning. And the original version of We Let Go, it came out a few weeks ago on Instagram. And I recorded it on my piano. And I ran my piano. It's a keyboard piano. I ran my keyboard through the tremolo pedal. And it really gave each note a lot of movement by modulating the volume. Uh, each note, instead of just hanging there and fading it really had a lot of movements and that's something that I chose because it it represents that that change from the seasons and change that you could infer about like being human and how nothing remains the same for too long so by modulating the volume on the piano I wanted to use every detail I could to really communicate this idea of shifting and transition and change. That's wonderful. And it's great that we have technology now to, to do that so easily. Hey. Yeah. I was really glad to do that. There's a Lady Gaga song. I think it's 
hair from the 2011 Born This Way album in the very beginning. And it's only something I noticed once I put like the headphones that you're wearing now. I have a pair that are similar. They're like studio monitors. And I put those on and I was listening to the song. And in the very beginning chords, there's piano chords. And I can tell that they ran it through a tremolo. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Like, I would love to do that. And so, yeah, We Let Go is where I, I was I was uh, able to explore that. And I'm, I'm happy I did because I really like the way it sounds. Very cool. So how much writing do you spend a week doing, Kiana? Do you keep a journal when you are with you all the time? Like, how does your writing process go? Hmm, I like that question. It, it's having me reflect. Um... <sighs> I think that when I get a spontaneous idea, like you described before, I'll take out my phone and I have like a specific Google Docs folder for writing and I will write down exactly what I'm thinking. And for We Let Go, I was actually at the beach in August and I was walking along boardwalk in New York. And that's when I got the idea. I I started noticing that some of the trees were just full of green leaves in August and others had that that cool um green but fading into orange and I was like well this is really cool so I started um using my camera on my phone to take footage and then I started thinking about like change and perspective so I started like I was walking so I didn't want to be typing because that's like too much for me I can't multitask (laughs) I do better when I'm doing one thing at a time so I was speaking my ideas into my like voice recording app and then from August to January anytime I went for a walk and I saw some footage like barely bare branches that were bare of any leaves I would try to get under the tree and get a good angle um there was a time that I was at work and I went for a walk and I was walking in the snow I was like let's get some some footprints in the snow footage so I think that it depends in on if I'm working on a project or not sometimes I can sit down and and write a poem start to finish in like 15 minutes because similar to like what you were saying I want to hone in on that that raw emotion and the momentum of like where the idea is taking me and and then I'll, I'll call it. I'm like, I'll look it over. Maybe I'll take out something that, you know, is just extraneous or repetitive. Or, and then once I feel like everything in the poem represents the idea, I call it. I'm like, yeah, this is it. I hit the save button. But other times, if I'm doing something that involves photography, that's going to be something that, you know, maybe three times a week, whenever I see something relevant, I'll take out my camera and, and I'll, I'll either take a video footage or a photo and I'll, I'll add to it. That's awesome. I, I can respect that 100%. So how would you describe your writing style, essentially? I know that there's some artists who just like to be visual, like we just talked about with you and I, but then there's also people who are a little more on the bolder side and they want to actually let people know their thoughts of what's going on in the world, you know, political statements and whatnot. You know, we've seen artists like Rage Against the Machine be very political in the past. Yes. Do, do you sometimes find that you're sending out messages of your own personal beliefs to people or are you kind of afraid of the controversy behind that? People that might actually respond negatively or something. I have shared my thoughts on happenings 
when I partnered up with Lauren, who is my good friend. Um, we're friends on Instagram and like off Instagram. And um, she had like a fundraiser in 2021, winter of 2021. And it was about what was happening in Palestine and we were supporting, sending aid to the kids in Palestine. And she wanted to use poetry as a way to really speak to the conflict, the, the, the human rights conflict. So I, she called me and had this idea and we brainstormed how we could open it up and make it accessible to the writers in the community. So she developed prompts. She does monthly prompts anyway, so she's good at it. So she did prompts for this topic and you know, she put out the feelers, you know, put it on her stories, put it on her post with the hashtag and writers were, were really grabbing onto this prompt as a way for themselves to vent a way for themselves to raise their voice about what was happening. And it was important, I think, because especially when the poetry community is so international, um, these events might be hitting closer to home for, for some people that we're friends with on Instagram. We don't even know it until they start speaking to that. Um, so I think it's, it's important for, for the opportunity to vent and also for the opportunity to, to show solidarity and, and send relief over there. And yeah, I know some people are not, they would rather keep those things private. And I think, you know what, live and let live, however they handle their response. They, I'm sure they're handling it in another way. Maybe it's not through like their arts. Um, they could handle it in a way that maybe we don't even see on the gram, um, but for me, it was important to partner up with my friends and, and, and send that support and, and raise that awareness through writing. Yeah, that's great. You know, and you hit the nail on the hammer there with, um, you know, the community being very accepting and whatnot. You know, if you have an opinion, if you have something to say, you know, we're all pretty like accepting, you know, and that's what I like too about Instagram as well as, you know, you get exposed to many different types of cultures and, and you learn a few things too. So it's great to connect with people, you know, and kind of get fresh perspectives and, and different kind of cultural views and practices. And, you know, it's like going to school again. I like it. <laughs> I agree. It's very cool. I'm part of um, Team Poet Connection, and we have members in the United States. Uh, we have members in India. And it's, it's very cool to see how they celebrate holidays in India and... Well, I've been part of the group for about two years now. So now I know when the Indian holidays are coming up and, you know, we'll wish each other, you know, happy Diwali and whatever the, the holiday is. And they'll post reels about how they uh, celebrated with their family. And it's so cool to, to get that window into something new. Awesome. So who would you say that you read the most of in terms of poetry and writing? And how does reading other people's work impact you? Lately, if we're talking about reading, this is this is what I've been reading lately. Marvel's complete collection of the Scarlet Witch. Oh, cool! <laughs> That's what I've been reading lately, and um, 
I think that, I mean, I think that even reading like graphic novels and comic books is helpful because if, if we really look at their frames, right, like it, it, I'm just picking a random frame here. Well, this one, we got a lot going on. Um, th the bubbles are, they're pretty small. They don't have a lot of space to say paragraphs of descriptions or even paragraphs of dialogue. Um, so they're, I'm sure the writers are really thinking about the most succinct, clear way to say something. And that resonates with me as a writer, because that's something that is important to me, saying something in like the shortest, clearest way possible. It's kind of like how I developed as a writer when I was 18, 19, I would just kind of write and write and write and just write and write and write and write just like pages and pages but then, then I studied biology and I really started learning about how the body um adapts and, and equips itself to be as efficient as possible like like our organs can expend energy just as little energy as possible to get the most done and through studying bio I really started to um take on that perspective in my creativity too. And I noticed that like the short stories I was writing, um, there was more happening in less pages. So I was really starting to think about, you know, how could I really uh, communicate this idea in as, as little words possible. So when it comes to like my writing, um, I kind of write a lot in a draft. And then, like I said before, I cut away whatever is repetitive, I cut away whatever is extra. So that way it's, it's coming across in a way that's like the most meaning in as few words as possible. Very cool. Very cool. And that comic book you just showed me, I, I got a really good friend of mine who would really appreciate that. Shout out to Brendan Huber. <laughs> Was uh, he on the show before, uh, previously? Yeah, he's, comic, he's he's got his own podcast called Comic Book Movie Guy as well. So. Yeah, I heard that episode, yes. Yeah. We just went and saw the Batman the other day. It was really good. I heard it was really great. It's, yeah. That's cool. I need to check that out. Yeah. I was actually talking to someone at work who just said that his son saw it and he said it was like even better than he expected. I was like, wow, I need to see that too. Yeah, it was very good. A different take for sure, but it was very good. Yeah, yeah I think it's interesting when they keep changing the actors for Batman, like what the new actors will bring to that role. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting that you brought up um, earlier just how, um, you know, your body when it comes to bi biology you can almost find some extra juice in there that you didn't know you had i read somewhere actually no my, my friend told me one time he's kind of a, a fitness buff um he told me that for example when your body is overexerting itself like say when you're doing push-ups mm -hmm. you have like a mental signal in your brain that tells you to quit it tells you to stop now because you can feel your body getting tired but he told me that when that happens, your body is actually capable of going much further. It really is. It's just like a mental thing that is signaling your whole body to, to feel that, that, that feeling of tiredness and to stop. So I just found that kind of fascinating and how you can apply that sort of theory to, to where you're writing, you know, it, it goes hand in hand. You, you gotta, you gotta find that inner thought or that inner extra energy to, to write that masterpiece because you can certainly be distracted by things you know we, we procrastinate a lot I procrastinate 
you know, you have this big giant picture in your head and you can think about it all you want, but that's not going to get it done. Yeah. It's, it's like what you said about your fitness friends take on doing the push ups that resonates with me because my friend is a personal trainer and she always says that when you're doing push ups, when you're doing burpees, your mind always wants to quit before your body does. So it's really speaking to that idea that like we do have that extra factor. Like we could keep putting energy in. Um, we just have to learn how to not listen so much to the, the mental side of wanting to quit and just really seeing what we can do when we really go beyond that, that point. Like if we quit at doing like X amount of push-ups, let's see what we can do if we try to go for like, x plus 10 push-ups you know and try to just keep going past that comfort zone and see what happens it's pretty cool yep for sure kiana do you think there's a newfound appreciation for literature in light of what's gone on in the past two years or has it gotten more complicated these days it's so hard with so much information out there it's hard to sometimes know what to believe sometimes or even what to resonate with is there an opportunity for creative writers to be, to be more genuine and, and attract an audience easier for being that real type of person? Interesting. I think with lately, as social media becomes even more prevalent, there has been like a, a vulnerability crisis where people have been vulnerable for real. And um, talking about things that the people have been brave enough to talk about something. Like, I'm not sure about this. So this is a time in my life right now that I'm not sure. Or, reflecting that in their lyrics. Um, and there are people who pretend to do that. And it almost, it's, it's kind of a scandal that's been going on on Instagram where some people are being truthfully vulnerable. And then other people are trying to like capitalize on the vulnerability is attractive for followers uh, trend and they kind of overdo it. And they almost make vulnerability corny. So I feel like, it's important that for me to go through the people that I follow and do, do a little cleaning house every now and then and really think about who, who do I follow that I look forward to seeing their posts because they inspire me. Who like whose posts, uh, you know, kind of motivate me to go work out or, you know, um, just make me laugh. Um, and then who kind of gives me the creeps? Like I followed people that I thought were cool artists and I won't mention any names, of course, but there was just some some kind of layer of I don't know what, but it kind of felt like artificial food coloring. Um, <laughs> just like, I don't know. I kind of get the creep, so I'm going to have to, my, my, my road ends here for following them. I think just cleaning house every now and then uh, is helpful when it comes to people, um, you know, enjoying creative content online. And then for reading, I think like, audiobooks have have gone up i hear more and more friends saying that ever since the the 2020 shutdowns they started digging into audiobooks and like signing up for those subscriptions and i have a friend right now who um is reading the harry potter series for the first time and she's been doing it through audiobooks and she was like i took a really long walk the other day because i just had to know what was going to happen next so i just kept walking so it's pretty cool that technology lets us read on the go. That's something that's helpful for me too. I've read, I've read quite a few audiobooks like at the gym, um, and it it's 
it's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah it's 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 really good actually um especially if you're a slow reader you know, I'm, a, I'm a slow reader so it's good to like you know digest it through somebody else especially if they have a nice sounding voice too it can be therapeutic in a lot of ways yeah it really could i know that you read stories on youtube and that's where I go for a lot of my um, like audiobooks and whatnot. I was uh, reading The Giver the other day um, by Lois Lowry on on YouTube. So mm-hmm. I found like, and I subscribed to that person because they were reading a lot of content. And then you also read the short stories. So it seems like YouTube is a cool place for audiobooks too. Yeah. And I mean, it would be nice to read stuff, not always in the public domain, because the stuff in the public domain can be from like turn of the century 1900 so you're literally speaking like they are like in the most like formal way possible and it's not at all how you sound in real life so it's it's kind of hard to read sometimes because the language has changed so much in the last hundred years (laughs) but it's funny at the same time so (laughs) yeah it's entertaining I, i find this like deja vu well not deja vu more so just like ironic that you brought up the uh the comic book earlier and I had a really interesting question for you that retained to comics in a, in, a, in a sense. You know, we look at comics, TV shows, and movies as kids, and we see superheroes have tremendous power, right? Mm-hmm. In reality, though, as we grow up, we understand that that's just fantasy. But is there something to be said about reality-based superpowers? Writing's a superpower. Performing is a superpower. Communication is a superpower. The list is endless in terms of abilities that we all have. Are we capable of being superheroes of our own worlds, perhaps? Not this fantasy that we watched as kids? I like that. Thank you. Superheroes. I think we can. I think I think as writers, when we tap into um, the moment and we kind of look so deeply into our own experiences, we look so deep that we could kind of see how other people could relate to that um i think that we could really share peace in that way like personal example like i'm someone who grew up listening to like you know all the emo music and um bands and i was like this is this is awesome because they had the words to explain what i never could And by listening to their music, I could make sense of, like, the things that I was feeling. Um, And, you know, when you go to a concert and you hear so many people singing along, it's like that amazing unity. Um, And everyone has different experiences, but, you know, there are those songs that so many people can relate to. And I think that I've definitely grown up as that kind of music fan, really being grateful to um, bands who have been authentically vulnerable in their writing and how much that's meant to me um then i got on instagram and i started sharing my music um because a broadway actor asked me to (laughs) that's a funny story um and then i started looking up poetry while i was on i was like i have an instagram account now what's going on here so i looked up poetry and i found myself commenting on so many people's pieces like thank you. Like this piece really brought me peace. Um, I really loved right reading this poem. It really, it took me to this faraway land. It was like really cool to live vicariously. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm receiving so much from reading these other pieces. I should start contributing. So when I started sharing 
my poems, it came from that place. It came from that place of having been a kid listening to emo music and, and loving it and being so grateful that I was like, I want to contribute. And, um, it's, it's been something that you said on our last conversation on Shatter the Glass always stuck with me, um, where you said it's like, it, it's great to ride that wave of the creative process and, and complete a project, whether it's a poem or a song. And then it's like overwhelming when you hear the response to that piece. And I'm glad you said that because that was something I was struggling to find words for. And you explained it so honestly and it made a lot of sense to me and it's, it's true so i feel like there is a superpower being used when when writers could really share something that helps someone look inside themselves or help someone find peace i had a message the other day and i was floored um to a piece that i just shared uh called nightlight and someone said to me Gianna, this brought me so much clarity it felt like a message from a friend that I really needed to hear. And I'm glad I heard it from you. I was like, wow. And I was overwhelmed, like you said. So I think there is a superpower. It's funny because the writer who said that to me, her work has amazing powers too. (laughs) So it's cool that we could uh, share and like inspire and like help each other heal. It's, it is like a superpower. Well, Thank you for sharing that. First of all, it's really touching. And, and number two, to add to that, collaboration is not limited to just you and me working on a project together. We're collaborating in life. We're collaborating in life itself. We're exchanging ideas. We're helping each other out. So collaboration just, it's like the mother of all creation, essentially. We're, we're, we're collaborating to, to do the best we can in this life and help each other out, you know? That's kind of how we should all be moving through life. But it's hard sometimes, right? Because there's reserved people, there's introverts, extroverts. Sometimes you have to know when to ask help, you know? Like some people don't know how to ask help, you know? It's it's a pride thing, right? So when you can open up that forum, you know, it makes the process all that much more welcoming and exciting because we all benefit from it. I agree. There's um, someone said within the past year, they shared this African proverb, and it was, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that really reminds me of like collaborating because you could really build on each other's ideas and experiences and go beyond whatever I was capable just by myself and really expand um, by, by teaming up. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Love that. <laughs> So, Kiana, I was really excited to get towards, like, the New York-based questions because, like, I'm in my own little world way up here in northern Alberta, so it's good to get perspective, um, you know, from someone who's living in one of the most iconic cities on the planet. They say you have to, you know, travel sometimes to get your inspiration, but long and behold, you live in a pretty famous place. <laughs> um what is it about New York that inspires you, you know, whether you're creating something or going about your life? I think there's something bold about the New York experience um, that people have a way of being so expressive that it's it, it could really um, inspire me. Like I was on a break from work 
Um, and I was walking and I was walking through an intersection where a car was like an SUV was blasting the song by the weekend blinding lights. And in that moment, the song like traveled from the speakers of the car across the street, right into my ear and into my heart. And the next thing I knew I was like on my phone writing a poem and I was like, um, as soon as I crossed over to the other side, I just kind of stepped over and I was like typing in my Google doc furiously. Cause I had this idea and, um, there is something pretty bold. Like, um, I appreciated that he was blasting his music. <laughs> it was a song that I had a personal connection to when I was writing about it. And also there's a lot of diversity and it's, it's cool to, um, learn about new cultures and it, it always keeps me open-minded. So like, I'm fortunate that I, um, I live and work in a place that's really diverse and there's always a new perspective. There's always a new way of saying something. I learn languages from the kids that I work with and it, it keeps me learning. It keeps me ready for something new. And I think as a writer, as a, as a musician, um, like I think you can relate, right? We never want to write the same song twice. We're always looking for a new way to say something, you know, a new a new way to shape the chord on, on the guitar fretboard, just something new to evolve. So for me, uh, New York is iconic and it keeps me like always, always on my toes to learn something new and appreciate like a different perspective. That's incredible. I, I like to say that, um, Edmonton can be similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> the only difference is we just get very intense four seasons <laughs> And, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a different beast living up here. There's lots of, lots of culture, lots of great, um, great things. And, um, I feel like a lot of us are very interconnected with one another. So, you know, up, up here, you know, it might not be quite as glamorous all the time, but, but, but there's, there's some interesting scenes around here that can really inspire you. So, you know, it's just good to get, um, a feel for what it's like to live somewhere else as well, you know, because we forget sometimes how big the world is because we're all living in our bubbles essentially. Right. Yeah, definitely agree. Especially with um, travel restrictions in the past few years, I'm looking forward to um, getting back to traveling and checking out new places. That's something that's on my long-term goals list, my short-term goals list. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, Kiana, that's all the time we have for today. I really appreciate you coming onto the show. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Every time we talk, it's insightful, it's it's uh, invigorating, and I learn something new all the time whenever I talk to you because you're such a bright individual and very talented as well. Thank you, Zane, for having me on. I was very happy when you asked me to come back on the show because I was looking forward to talking with you too since we have the writing uh, common ground and the music common ground and we would love to have you on words and music uh sometime soon if you're up for that that'd be fantastic i would love that and you're always, you're always welcome on this show we get good receptions every time you come on so um you know it's just it's just great to have you on and then uh, talk about mutual things like this so and anybody listening as well like i encourage you to to follow kiana on instagram her handle is at kmusic1318 all one word, lowercase. So give her a follow on Instagram. She's very talented and very 
uh, fun to watch and listen to with her music and poetry and whatnot. So once again, Kiana, thank you very much for coming on Shatter the Glass today. Thank you, Zane. Stay warm. Have a good day. (laughs) Yeah, you too.